advantage of the day. Okay. When you get an opportunity in this game, you make a play. Yeah. The playmakers on three. One, two, three. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Chiefs are right in the thick of it, baby. Hi, everybody, and welcome. Defending the Kingdom is back. And yes, we're in St. Joseph, Missouri, the Chiefs training camp, and we're sweating. Who would have thought that? Uh, but it's awesome. Mitch Holtz with you, the voice of the Chiefs, along with senior team reporter Matt McMullen. And here we are, just my 30th training camp, 12th here in St. Joseph. But uh, awesome to be here and rolling. Yeah, it's seven training camps now for me. It's so hard to believe, but I. <laughs> I love coming up here every single summer because, especially after a Super Bowl championship, because you wait all offseason and you talk about potential, you talk about the things that could happen or that you're hoping to see in the upcoming season. And now with training camp and with the pads coming on here on Friday, we finally get to see real football and the building blocks toward this upcoming season uh, for the first time really since last season ended. So it's very exciting. It's hot out here, but we're all right. I want to remind you that our training camp Defending the Kingdom episodes are brought to you by Mosaic Life Care. You see their signage here. Uh, they're phenomenal. Uh, in fact, they are the proud presenting uh, partner and official health care provider of the Kansas City Chiefs training camp here in St. Joseph. Now, they're doing some awesome stuff. Mosaic places the uh, holistic needs of patients first by providing the right care at the right time. They're, they're awesome. And they place offering the high value and quality health care. And they do so on a regional basis from northwest Missouri to the kind of the four corners region, northeast Kansas. You look at southeast Nebraska and southwest Iowa. Mosaic is in the center of that. And we're also on Defending the Kingdom brought to you by your new best friend at Ticketmaster. The best home schedule in the history of this franchise is the 2023 season. Oh, and look at the road games. They're spectacular as well. So Ticketmaster is your place to be to get set up for this awesome year. Matt, I don't know if it's uh, you feel the same way. I don't care. I know it's my 30th training camp. It feels like my first. But you're driving up I-29, and you take the on-ramp to get on Highway 36 to take the short little drive to turn into campus, and my stomach feels like the first day of high school football practice. <laughs> like it, I never get used to that feeling. It's awesome. So this episode of Defending the Kingdom we're calling the on-ramp. And we've seen now seven sessions, if you count the rookies uh, and the quarterbacks and the injured rehab players, seven sessions already. But you feel this on-wrap building up to something. And for whatever reason, I've just been more excited for this camp than I've ever been excited for a camp before. And this was factually, literally, the shortest offseason for a team in NFL history because the Super Bowl took place later than it ever had before. The Chiefs obviously played in that game. We immediately had a parade afterward. But then like a week after the parade, I went to the scouting combine in Indianapolis. So there was really no break. Then we had the draft, obviously, in Kansas City, uh, all the OTA practices, all of that. We had our ring ceremony uh, in June, and now we're at training camp. So there really hasn't been much of a break, but I don't mind that because when you win the Super Bowl, all you want to do is see the team get back out there uh, and play football again. And this team is so hungry to go out there uh, and, and hopefully repeat uh, in 2023, which Again, they've been working all offseason to get ready for this moment, but now when the pads can finally come on, you can actually play real football, we can see the real progress being made right before our eyes. And that's the amazing thing. If you're a fan, 
anywhere near the St. Joe area, you can come up here, particularly on a weekday when it's not very crowded, and you can watch the defending Super Bowl champions practice and get ready to defend their title. And you and I get to hang out up here on the hill in the tent and watch practice every single day. It truly doesn't get any better than that. And see a lot of you. We'll see a lot of you here over the next several weeks. And talking about the offseason, how many people have said, hey, how was your summer? I go, was there a summer? Was there a spring or a summer? That's okay. Good problem to a have. Good pro it's a first-world problem. <laughs> uh, but I had a good visit with Patrick Mahomes before we started training camp to talk about, because if people have followed Defending the Kingdom, you know that Matt and I emphasize how every day matters with the Chiefs' kingdom and with Andy Reid, and it's a big part of the Chiefs' success in the fact that you don't blow off OTAs, you maximize those in your mini camps. But I asked Patrick, now as you pivot to training camp, and he said, he told me that the, the, the OTAs and the mini camps are you experiment, and you're kind of testing some things. When you get to camp, you're refining. Now, we also know that they test. He'll, Patrick will test the limits, and Coach wants him to against the defense, and the defense will do the same. But what Patrick wants to do here over the next three weeks is to take what they did in the spring and summer, refine it so that they hit that first game against Detroit on a full sprint. And what's interesting is when you have a player like Patrick Mahomes, who is off to the greatest start for any quarterback in NFL history, he has two Super Bowl MVPs, two NFL MVPs already. If he retired today, he'd be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. A guy like that, you would think, wouldn't necessarily take things like OTAs seriously, right? But it's the total opposite. When we were watching OTAs throughout the spring, he goes out there and competes like he's trying to make the team. He's a guy just out there trying to earn a roster spot. He's not the greatest player uh, in the sport right now. And how unique is that when you have a player who is so talented but also who continually wants to get better every single day? And one thing that Travis Kelsey said that really struck me, because Kelsey is the exact same way, he's wired very uh, similarly, uh, is that these guys attacked OTAs like it was training camp so that when they got to training camp, it's not a whole flush of new information being learned. They're able to hit the field, and it's, in a lot of ways, a review of what they learned in the offseason, and especially when the pads come on, they can really apply what they learned. So all the, the leverage, the footwork, the mental stuff that they learned during OTAs and in this first week of training camp when they're just in shorts, uh, all of a sudden with the pads on, now they can just do. They can play fast. They're not thinking. Uh, and that's the genius of Andy Reid. That's why he's the greatest coach in the NFL right now, because he's not just a great great game day coach with his plays like corndog and everything he's also a master organizer he's so efficient with his time and that's why the Chiefs continually are so prepared for the start of the season and we're seeing that already once again we have not yet gone around the world but let's do that now on this edition of oh, defending yeah. the kingdom uh, and you're talking about pads the first day of pads will be Friday here and I don't care if you're Smith Center or Blue <laughs> Valley North or the Lafayette Fighting Irish here in St. Joseph <laughs> That night before the first day in pads, that's that on-ramp again. You're feeling that your stomach churn. <laughs> but let's churn around the world. Who do we have? Yeah, let's go around the world. So I have eight for you today. Yes. And we've kind of been accumulating these over the last few weeks because we've been on a DTK hiatus. Because we're going for an eighth straight ASC West title. That's the idea. Okay, yeah. nice. And it's starting right out here, right? Uh, so shout out to Rodney. Uh, I met Rodney up here at camp a few days ago. He's been over there uh, watching the guys walk down and encouraging them. So shout out uh, to Rodney. Scott and Rita Lawson are in Corpus Christi, Texas. Uh, they used to make the drive up from Oklahoma to Kansas City for every game day. They've since moved to Corpus Christi and can't quite do that. It's like a thousand miles away. But they got to go to the Chiefs game in Houston 
last year and saw the Chiefs beat the Texans in overtime. I told them that it was a little too close to comfort, but we got the victory nonetheless. McKinnon runoff. Yeah. And there's there's the GoPro in the booth because I'm spotting for you, <laughs> and you're going crazy, and you see me just my hand on my heart. <laughs> just like, let's, let's get out of here. Spirit of Pip. <laughs> a win is a win. Uh, we've got Gary. Uh, he's in Costa Rica uh, near San Ramon. Uh, he's a retired Kansas City, Missouri police officer who's been in Costa Rica for 15 years now. He you almost went there, though. You visited Costa Rica, I right? sure did. I was in Costa Rica a couple yeah. years ago. Amazing place. Can't wait to go back. I wish I'd known about Gary when I was there, but Costa Rica is incredible. Uh, Gary almost never misses a game, uh, and if it's not on TV, because it's kind of hard to get the games down there sometimes if it's not like a primetime game, he just watches the sports ticker. And just refreshes it, which <laughs> you and I can both relate to because oh, I've, yeah. I've definitely oh, done yeah. that. Uh, done but that. he says football is becoming quite popular in Central America, so pretty cool. Um, this is a cool one as well. We have Anthony, who is originally from Overland Park, but now lives in Beijing. And he mentioned that there's a professional wrestler in China who wrestles in Chiefs gear because he loves Patrick Mahomes. He used to wrestle in Steelers gear, but made the switch maybe after the six-touchdown game back in 2018. But wrestles in Chiefs gear, goes by the name M.A., and recently won the Middle Kingdom Wrestling World Championship while repping Chiefs Kingdom over there in China. So, but not sumo, not no, no, big guy. Okay, just professional regular. wrestling. Yeah, okay. but quite unique. I was gonna say, you might want Trey Smith as his, <laughs> as his uh, no kidding idol if he's doing that. <laughs> Creed Humphrey. Um, we Danny also <laughs> we also heard from Jack in Madera Rancheros, California. Uh, he'll be in Kansas City with his son for Banner Night uh, for their first ever game at GEHA Field at Arrowhead. That's going to be a magical night. Oh. I can't wait for that, mm -hmm. especially considering back in 2020. We had banner night, but it wasn't quite the same because of COVID and the stadium wasn't full. This year is going to be incredible. So I can't wait for that. Very excited for Jack and his son. We have Joseph in Tyler, Texas. Thank you, Joseph, and the entire city of Tyler, Texas, for making our lives what they are. Uh, we have Alfonso in Spain, and then Jack is in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, the great nephew of Mo Mormon. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Remember our uh, fantasy draft we did a few years <laughs> ago? And Mo Mormon ended up on one of our teams. I can't remember. Did you have him or I? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah but he was drafted. Anyway, that's what we got today. And Tyler, Texas, of course, the hometown <laughs> of one Patrick Mahomes, the White yes. House Wildcats. Uh, some quick observations here on this edition of Defending the Kingdom, brought to you by Ticketmaster and also by Mosaic Life Care, is the fact that after seven sessions, uh, one thing that's very apparent to me is the rise that has been made by the first-year players to second year. Let's remind you, the Chiefs set an all-time National Football League record last year by playing eight rookies on defense and special teams in both the AFC Championship victory over Cincinnati and the Super Bowl 57 victory against the Philadelphia Eagles. In watching this group, uh, let me take you back in the day. My second year, uh, back in prehistoric days, my second year as the voice of the Chiefs, Marty Schottenheimer came up to me. He goes, you had a first good first year, kid. I'm like, gosh, coach even talked to me about it. And he goes, if you're not twice as good your second year as you are your first year, you'll be crap. I'm like, Okay. All right. All right. But the point is here, the rookie year's over. You're, there's no more surprises. This league likes to study you and me and everybody and know when you go to sleep and when you wake up. But what I like and what I'm seeing is the guys that last year were stars of the first year, in their second year, I'm seeing that rise from them. 
Yeah. Funny you mentioned Marty because I remember talking to Tim Grunhard last year before he was inducted into the Ring of Honor, and he told a very similar story where I think he was like first team all rookie or something. And Marty, during their exit interview, told him a very similar thing. Like, <laughs> you were great, but I mean, it's a blank slate next year. If you're not better next year, then what's you're the this point? You're close to trash, and, kid. <laughs> Tim's like, God, okay, well, moving on. But Marty was pretty intense, it seems like, but got the best out of his guys and obviously worked out well for you. Well, uh, before I talk about the second year guys, one quick caveat on what's going on. On right now just in case you haven't been up here yet uh, there was a three-day rookie camp essentially quarterbacks rookies and some injured players uh, recovering uh, during their rehab that were up here last week this week the whole team reported um, they're supposed to be here practice time has gradually increased though every day so the first practice was an hour and 25 minutes uh, the second one I think was an hour 25 then like an hour 40 and the practices the last few days have been an hour and 55 minutes they're not in pads yet uh, even the first few days they were just in shorts and t-shirts and then the last few days they've been in shells which are kind of like lighter shoulder pads kind of but pads are on Friday after the off day on Thursday, and I think that first padded practice will be a, a great test for these second-year guys because they had a great rookie season. I mean, you look at the rookie class for the Chiefs last year, just outstanding. I mean, I think they had more rookies uh, competing in the Super Bowl than any team in the last, like, 30 years. Uh, just very exciting to have those building blocks competing and succeeding so early in their career because it makes you think our window here around Patrick Mahomes can extend for <laughs> quite a long time when you have so many players on this roster who can supplement uh, Mahomes' greatness. Uh, now, these second-year players have to take that step, though. And all offseason long, they've looked really good. Uh, one of my favorite quotes of the entire offseason in regard to the young defensive backs on the team, remember the Fab Five, which are Trent McDuffie, uh, Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson, Brian Cook, and Nazi Johnson. Uh, Steve Spagnuolo said that those guys during OTAs were light years ahead of where they were this time last year. And Trent McDuffie, even a few days ago, said that the guys aren't out there thinking anymore. They can go out there and just play because they're so comfortable in the system. All those guys have made a bunch of plays uh, during this camp. Trent McDuffie had a great uh, PBU yesterday on a Patrick Mahomes pass toward the sideline, diving past deflection, almost had an interception. Joshua Williams has had... Uh, really good pass deflections and interception uh, yesterday uh, on a tip pass. Had a PBU here today on Wednesday. Just really exciting stuff from these guys, and they need to continue that here as the pads come on on Friday. Let's talk a little bit more about the Fab Five. And we saw great things, right? We saw Jalen Watson with the 99-yard pick six. We saw Joshua Williams, the big pick against San Francisco, go right down the line. Trent McDuffie was great at the end of the year uh, there. And O'Brien oh, Cook, his play against Cincinnati spectacular. But Nazi Johnson is worth a mention on this episode of Defending the Kingdom. Talk about a guy who has made a rocket rise. Nazi Johnson impressed people last year being a gunner uh, on punt coverage, which that's an art form in and of itself. They were working on it earlier today, and Nazi's really good at it. But the fact that he's getting reps now, rotating in, he was running number one base today. He was running number one nickel. Not saying he's going to be there, but he might be there. The fact that Nazi Johnson now has joined the Fab Five, you haven't seen him made those spectacular plays yet, but he's not far from one. And to me, if I'm excited about a single guy, not just those five, but the first-year guys to the second-year guys, it's Nazi Johnson, who last year was a one of the three seventh-round picks the Chiefs had, and he came out of Marshall. Yeah, Nazi's just a great story, and he is a great example for players that maybe don't think they have a spot on the initial 53-man roster, but 
hey, maybe you can contribute later from the practice squad because Nazi didn't make the 53-man roster out of camp last year. He was waived, but then got signed to the practice squad, got elevated in like week four or five, ended up playing a bunch of games for this team last year. He's one of the best special teamers in the NFL last season when he played. Uh, if you go back and look at Sky Moore's punt return against the Bengals that set up Harrison's game-winning field goal, uh, Nazi was one of the first guys to uh, set one of those blocks that sprung Sky loose. It was right in the middle of the field. I think Nazi once again, can be one of the best special teamers in the NFL this year. But you're right, we can't sell him short because he's looked so good on defense uh, all offseason long. And we mentioned this earlier today when we were just watching practice. It's so much fun when you and I watch OTA practices, which are of the lighter variety. They're just in shorts and uh, shirts and helmets. But when we see things and they translate to training camp, and Nazi is one of those things because he was one of the stars of the offseason training program, just consistently where he needed to be, making plays every single day. He was consistently just looking good and improving, and we've seen that so far. Uh, Tuesday's practice, he had three pass breakups during an 11-on-11 period, uh, and on different routes, too. One was on an underneath route where he came back to the ball, punched it free. Uh, that's an incomplete pass. And then on two deep routes on the sideline and one-on-one coverage, uh, defended the receiver really well, swatted the football away. So Nazi has been really encouraging. We don't know what his role is going to be right now, but when you're the Chiefs and you have all these other teams in the AFC that are trying to compete with you, if you have numerous young defensive backs who you feel good putting in major situations, uh, it's a good problem to have. So Nazi's been really impressive during this camp. I like that you mentioned the fact that it didn't happen right away for Nazi. And you know my term for him, the crockpot guys. <laughs> He is a, a great example of a crockpot guy. Didn't make the 53 right away, kept him on the practice squad, but you slow cook him. And he slow cooked great. And then by the end of the year, Dave Tobe loved him. Yeah. He says, this is my guy made my our best gunner. He's right? a guy. Like he's, he's one of our guys. And now he's flourishing. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, but still, Nazi Johnson's caught our attention. Another one of the first year to second year guys, and this is more well known, Sky Moore. You're, you mentioned uh, OTAs rarely lie in prophesying training camp. Training camp rarely lies in prophesying the regular season. Sky Moore, and I had a chance to talk with Sky, too, before camp. I said, how did uh, that punt return against Cincinnati, the touchdown against Philadelphia, how much? He goes, it meant everything in the world to me. He goes, it changed the way I thought about everything. His off-season training regimen has been spectacular. He's stronger in his lower body. He's flashed here. He flashed today. Um, but I get excited about Sky Moore because people are still kind of wondering, what do you have in Sky Moore? Uh, yeah, we like the punt return and the touchdown, but can he do it on a consistent basis? What we've seen thus far through the spring, summer, and the first se sessions he's been out here has been he's got a shot to making a big jump in the second year. That confidence thing can't be understated. I talked to Dante Hall about that in the offseason and asked him, is it real that – a play like Sky made against the Bengals in the AFC title game and then the touchdown that he scored uh, against the Eagles. Like, could those things really springboard him forward from a confidence perspective? And Dante said, absolutely it can. Just because you feel that you belong. You know that you're supposed to be out there. Think about it. I mean, Sky Moore was right in the middle of two of the biggest games in Chiefs history. And he helped us win those games. He was a huge part of winning those football games. And now you just go out there and trust your natural ability. You were drafted for a reason. This team believes in you, and you came through for them in the biggest moments of the season. So now all you have to do is keep building on that. And he's done that all offseason long. And I think the onus was on him to show it in this camp. Like, can you continue that into training camp and then carry it into the season? And 
so far, it's only day four of the veterans being here, but he's absolutely done that. There's been a, a real volume with him where uh, Patrick Mahomes is throwing his way a lot, and Sky just consistently has been where he needs to be, and he's caught the football and made plays, and he's looked really, really good. He needs to keep that up. That's kind of the hard part of camp is there's like 20 days of this, and we're only on day four. But so far, so good for Sky Moore. Yeah, we'll see. And the pads go on, but I, I expect him to even be better when the pads go on. He's stronger. It's physical. And yeah. uh, he can he can be a tackle breaker and a yak yardage guy. Reminder, this Defending the Kingdom episode we're calling On Ramp uh, from here in St. Joseph at Missouri Western State University brought to you by Mosaic Life Care, the proud presenting partner uh, and official health care provider of the Kansas City Chiefs training camp. Again, their approach, the holistic needs of patients first, providing the right care at the right time. And they serve the region now, not just northwest Missouri, but northeast Kansas and southeast Nebraska and southwest Iowa. Mosaic's terrific. Uh, and also brought to you by Ticketmaster. We'll close out this episode by talking about uh, camp and the, and the daily ritual or rigors of camp. There's on the field and then there's off the field. So basically, just to gloss over it, you, you get up, uh, you eat, right? And, and they're, they're monitoring your eating. It's not like, ah, I'll eat if I feel like it. You know, they're <laughs> monitoring who's eating when and what are you eating. Uh, then you get ready for practice. You practice, right? Sometimes in the heat, the pads are coming on soon. Then you have treatment or you go jump in the like this, you can jump in the cold tub for as long as you can. Uh, then you eat. Then you may get a nap. You may get a nap, right? Like a 30, 20 minute. Don't wake the bear, right? Don't poke the bear. <laughs> Hibernation for 20 minutes because you're going from that to a walkthrough. And you're going to basically do what in the old days were the second day of a two-a-day. And you go through the walkthrough. And then you eat. And then you meet. And you meet. And you meet. And then you sleep. And then you eat. Then you go through the whole uh, routine again. But that's very important for these players to get into that routine because that's how you thrive in training camp. And Andy Reid stays on this. But it's important, the vets will say it, get in that rhythm. And the Chiefs are unique in that they still go away for camp. I think two-thirds of the league just does their camp at the team facility now, which is fine, and I'm sure the players enjoy that. But this is really good for team building. It truly is. When the whole team comes an hour north, you're not too far away. You can go home if you need to, but uh, you come an hour north, and it is all football. It is all about preparation for next season. And you're together. You're going through it all together. There's really an element to that, right, where you're building that cohesion and that bond because you're going through this together. It is not easy. And if you ask any single player about an Andy Reid training camp, it has a reputation around the league for being one of the most difficult camps there is. But there's meaning behind it. He's not putting them through all of this just to do it. There's a real reasoning behind it because it makes this team better. And earlier in the episode, we talked about how the Chiefs are always so good in September. It's because they're ready for the season. If you just treat training camp like it's just another football practice or, ah, you know, I'll be ready once week one rolls around. I don't need to go out there in pads for a third straight day when it's 100 degrees outside. You might not be ready on banner night when the Detroit Lions come to town. I know that the Chiefs will be prepared for that night because of everything they do in this camp. The only issue with training camp is you and I are, like, adjacent to that schedule, but we're not going out and burning, like, 5,000 calories. So we kind of just eat all the food that's here and <laughs> play some Xbox, you know, and just in my dorm room, just go back to college a little bit. Oh, there'll be some touch football <laughs> or some uh, basketball games, right? Old I, man. I played two nights ago against some of our interns, and I'm sore today. Who doesn't, though, want to sleep in a cinder block <laughs> dorm room that makes you feel like you're in your uh, first semester? 
after freshman year again. It brings you back. Come on, man. <laughs> it's awesome. It's this whole recycling, right? It's what you feel like. But it's um, Missouri Western State University is awesome here, and so is the city of St. Joseph. A special thanks to Mosaic uh, and the Ticketmaster for making this possible. But now we get ready for it. And my, I'm not putting them on, but my stomach. I always tweet this out. <laughs> It'll come out. Check my Twitter feed. It'll be tomorrow. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Pads. Pads. And when pads come on, it's the first time the guys will be in pads since Super Bowl 57. Yeah. And some guys elevate and some guys retract. Let's be honest. But yeah. And, if, and if, before we go, a few names I'm excited to watch when they do come on. Richie James. Remember the name. Richie James has been really impressive in this camp at wide receiver. Had a breakout year with the Giants last year at over 500 receiving yards, four touchdowns, almost 60 receptions. He's looked really good through the first few days of camp. Very shifty receiver who can do a lot. Excited to see what he can do with the pads on. And Daneric Prince at running back has been really impressive as well uh, as a pass catcher uh, out of the backfield. Really flashed uh, in a lot of different settings. So excited to see him with the pads on as well. And you know you need everything to win in the National Football League, particularly in the AFC. Richie James might be might be might be the answer at punt returner they've got to figure that out they don't have that figured out now nor kick returner and that'll be over the next month something that's very big but uh, remember Richie James we tackled him in Super Bowl 54 twice <laughs> on kickoff returns but I like I like him he's tough he feels like an Andy Reid Jason Avant kind of guy yeah right kind of gritty and feisty uh, but it will be fun because I think he'll get better uh, as the pads go on so here we are it's the on-ramp I hope your stomach's churning because that's the way it ought to be at this time of year. The pads are coming on, and this team's getting ready to run it back and try to be the first team in 20 seasons to do so. He's Matt McMullen, senior team reporter. I'm Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs. We're headed back to the Cinderblock dorm room. Maybe play some Xbox or run some <laughs> gassers. Who knows? Thanks for joining us and join us once again. And, hey, we're going to be streaming live here from camp. We're doing a Saturday? Saturday, I believe. Saturday. Yeah. Okay. So make sure you, uh, you latch on for that where we'll be live out here. Uh, and then we'll have more DTKs coming your way. But let's do this, everybody. It's the on-ramp to the 2023 season. Ten, five, touchdown! Lock it down! And the celebration begins at Arrowhead.